Ladies and gentlemen, as always, welcome back. We haven't, uh, we've had a couple of weeks here. We had Christmas time, we had New Year's. Tim and I have been off gallivanting. He came down to the greatest land of all, Florida, for a little while. I was in the frigid tundra of Maine for Christmas time. So we've had a, had a little hiatus, but we're back for episode 17 of the Golf Strong Project. Tim, what's up? Nothing, man. Yeah, did a little holiday break, ready to get after it today. We reversed roles for a little bit there. I got the, I got some sun and heat. You got a little snow, so you can keep it. Yeah, I'm, I don't want it either. So we got to find someone else to take it. <laughs> hey, man, I made the offer. Florida's waiting. You did. We're working on it. We're working on it. All right, all right. Just let me know who I got to talk to. If I got to talk to to Nona, if I got to talk to the wife, I, don't, I just feel like I've got all these people I got to get connected to yeah there's a there's a long list i'll write it out i'll send it over to you you can start checking them Italian off. family yeah you'll start crossing the names off it'll take a little time but you can get through them it's okay i'll set up some phone calls with them like all right listen what do i have to offer you yeah. what do you need <laughs> what's it gonna I take our, i know our italian food might not be up to snuff but it's a great opportunity to start a restaurant <laughs> there you go hey that might work that might work Ravotos, come on i might eat there I might eat I risottos. Like, now, risottos, I would eat at. Ah, but that's not risotto's not a person. It's true. There's no, I mean, if there's an Italian with the, actually, there probably is an Italian with the last name risotto, hence where it came from, maybe. It, I mean, there's got to be. There's got to be. I don't know. Anyways, what's up with you? Yeah. What's new with you in the new year here? Nothing, man. We've been hustling, been, yeah. been working, been uh, cranking away, got some fun stuff going on with the, at Sawgrass and playing some golf and schedules have gone crazy and changed. And otherwise that's really getting ready for football this weekend. Pat's got a big one. We're going to go play a, a one degree game here in Buffalo. So yeah, I'm a little bit nervous. Although we, that last game against the dolphins, like last game of the season historically is not great, but not feeling very hot coming off of that game. Yeah, but I think it's, I think it's okay. I think yeah. I think they'll be all right. I got I got faith in Mac and I got faith in Bill. Yeah, and playoffs is a different landscape, right? Playoffs is a totally different, different landscape. landscape. It's Bill's land. That's where he that's where he reigns. There we go. He reigns supreme. Like it's it's good. I don't know where my bets are going to be this weekend though. Um, um, I'm struggling. We were talking the other day. My Godfather's like dead set. He's like, yeah, I'm picking I'm picking the Bucks in every category with the Eagles. It's like God. I just I'm so nervous about that game. That's tough. That tough to put a lot of trust in the Eagles. And even I don't the, the Bucks have been kind of mediocre recently, though. You're right. Although again, now we're gonna like playoff Tom Brady. So but it's, it's like, Tom Brady time. Yeah. 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 God, it's so painful to say. A lot of good games though. I mean, the NFC games are awesome. You've got the like NFC. Dallas, Dallas Niners, Rams, yeah. Cardinals is the Monday night game. Yeah. Um, even AFC like Chiefs Steelers on paper looks like a blowout, but the Steelers have beaten like four teams that beat the Chiefs. So there's, I think it's fair. a little, little, and a little closer. the other day, did you hear Big Ben talking all that? Like, you know, we don't really have a chance at all here, but you know, we'll just go have some fun. Look at you just poking, just trying, just trying to poke the Chiefs. It, I guess as long are. as Jackson Mahomes doesn't like show up and act like an idiot, it'll be fine. Well, that's guaranteed. So. Oh, what a mess. Speaking of craziness, 34 under? Yeah, man. Cam Smith. Holy shit, huh? 34 under. Yeah. And he's uh, he was featured all week. I know TPI has been uh, 
pumping pumping him big because he did a lot of offseason training working on working on the body getting stronger of course, Love to of, see course it. of course tpi floated that yeah of course <laughs> every trainer in the world although we shouldn't talk both of us are too but yeah both of us are in in the mix too but hey, hey he, the video they posted was he was doing some bat heavy back squats he had a couple plates on there so i'll, I'll take it i did like that i did like that yeah. I, I should have sent that out to everybody yeah, it was the, good. the day the days of doing nothing and playing golf are, are essentially over. Yeah, you just can't. You, you you're not going to keep up. You, you're not going to stay out there. Like, what? How many weeks do they even have off? I think like four weeks in the whole year. So Maybe. I mean, you're not playing every week, but you're playing like 35 tournaments. You do. You have to do something. Well, when you're cutting in and out of tournaments, I mean, you've got. I think that's one of the reasons why people don't like this Dubai thing. Yeah, because they're not on their own time. Like in the event that an an injury happens, which is essentially guaranteed in some capacity. Right. Well, I don't want to play in this tournament this weekend. I want to recover. I want to feel better. Maybe I've got the masters coming up or whatever. Right. You know, I, I see people running away from that. Although yeah. Greg Norman, Mr. Shark is going to, he's going to lurch something. He'll do so. He's a, he's they a sure have guy. enough money. Definitely. Oh, they have a lot of money ponied up. It's crazy. Oh, it's crazy. I mean, it's, that's that UAE money. But yeah, right. That oil money. Nonetheless, I'm glad to see golf back in the picture. It's not really been gone long. The Sony's going on right now. Yeah, they're I in Wiley. I had dinner next to the golf course uh, back in June. It's a cool, cool place right on right on the coast of Oahu. Sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, it's beautiful. Beautiful. Love I wish I could have played. I know. I wish I could have played, but maybe next time. Maybe next time. We got to become more big time. I think we're, we're I think we're a little low. <laughs> yeah. When they're like 30, they were like $30 million homes next door to the golf course. It's like, okay, I, don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't belong here. <laughs> hey, but you never know who you're going to meet. Anybody listening to this, if you happen to own a $30 million home off of the coast of Oahu, we'd love to just come hang out. Yeah. All I need is a probably five feet and eight inches of uh, ground to sleep on. I'd sleep outside beach. It's fine. <laughs> doesn't matter. Can I put my clubs inside the garage? But otherwise I'm, I'm good, good to, go. to sleep right on the beach. It's fine. It. It's, it's whatever it. you need. The so, other thing, the other thing, uh, do you see the Netflix series too? They released the list of guys. That yeah. Are yeah. I'm excited, but I'm also kind of pissed, like pissed at some of the choices. I'm I'm not a big fan of some of the choices. I, well, come on. You, gotta, you can't just say that name names. This well, we is, got boring. Is... Like we got, <laughs> I mean, Kevin Na, boring. <laughs> he walks in putts, but he's boring. Bubba Watson, eh, I've had enough of Bubba. Like he's. Eh, there's whatever. been a lot. There's been a lot of Bubba because they had the whole thing about like the the mental aspect for him and. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's had he's had a lot of press, so I. And he does okay. a lot charity wise and that sort of thing, so that's fine. But it's like uh, I've kind of had <laughs> enough. I know you know what you're gonna get with Bubba. Tony Fino, okay. eh? Tony Fino's a nice guy, like cool guy, good golf, but like kind of boring. Cameron okay. Champ, kind of boring. Like, okay. All right. So I don't know. I, I think there are some other, but I love like, <laughs> I love Joel Damon. He's, he's fucking awesome. Love okay. Harry, Harry Higgs. He's awesome. Higgs, Higgs uh, should be the leader of that series. Yeah. I mean, they should just follow him around every They should just day. follow him because he's hilarious. Yeah. He's the best. Speaking of someone who, I don't know how much he gets in the gym. I don't know how much he works out, but he, he to me is like little John Daly. With less yeah. drug problems, yeah, a, a stable John Daly, a stable, <laughs> stable John Daly. That's saying something. That is, it is. 
but he no, he yeah. is. I do like him. I feel like Finau might be fun to follow. I don't know. I've seen him he like could. Cat Daddy and at some yeah. like great. Like I mean, he's rocking the shorts and he's got like ah, right, you know. Definitely. You never know. He's got the. But big the other band, ones like, you mentioned, I, I really can't disagree with. Yeah, I'm just kind of like eh. they don't really move the needle. I could see other people that I would love, love, much rather watch. Yeah, what was the total number? I, it's a lot of guys. It's like twenty maybe. I have them. I don't have them listed out number wise, but yeah, it's a good like fifteen or twenty. I thought it was. It was like a good group of people. Star-studded cast. That's it. Star-studded cast. It's the funniest thing. The development. The play. Uh, tell me the players. Okay, Abraham answer. Yep. Uh, Daniel Berger, Cameron Champ, Joel Damon, Tony Finau, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Fleetwood, Ricky Fowler. I mean, Ricky, fantastic. Yeah. Sergio. That Sergio might be fun because he could be him like go off the rails a couple of times and freak out on some people. <laughs> that might be awesome. Harry Higgs, Max Homa, Hovland. I mean, DJ. That's going to be fun. That's uh, Kepka. Fun. Morikawa. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Meh. Like I, maybe, maybe like in more like intimate things. He's, he's real funny. I don't know. Kevin Na, Mito Pereira. I just don't know anything. He's from like, uh, I think Colombia or Mexico. He's from a South American is. country. I was going to say, I thought Poulter was in there. Yeah. That'll, that'll provide some entertainment. I think Shoffley's probably going to be pretty fun. Yeah. If you get his dad, you're going to get his dad in the mix. His dad's an awesome, awesome personality. Him, yeah. his caddy. That'll be fun. And you got Spieth, Thomas, and Watson. Yeah. So I think as Spieth, Thomas, I mean, Thomas, it'll be interesting because he's, he's like a very outspoken against recording and hot mics and that sort of thing. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of access they get to him. Well, apparently per this, they dictate how much access people have to their lives. Okay. So right. they, if they don't want you around, you're not around. If they do want you around, you're around. So that's fair. I'd love to know what they paid them for. This. I know. Very interesting. That's, because obviously dollars, dollars speak. Yeah. So yes, I'm interested how that, how that looks but nonetheless all right well that gives us an idea of that yeah something to watch uh whenever it comes out next winter or something like that oh for sure for sure i put in uh put in for my Ryder cup tickets nice so. i did too i did too i uh put in for the masters again lost so that was unfortunate but yeah that's everybody, how it goes. i mean that's just my buddy's gotten it two years in a row wow yeah my dad hit it the first year he entered and then we've all we've struck out just ever cold. since but just cold we just need to meet more people that's true to it we'll just <clears throat> we'll meet more people and call it a day yeah i knew a kid in college who was from augusta he was a member like an old just one of those old southern families but he was kind of weird I, we weren't very close friends <laughs> <laughs> all you had to do was stay friends with him for a little longer dude i like, know you just like like hey man i, I really don't want to play dungeons and dragons or whatever but like <laughs> Still want to go to the Masters, right? Yeah, right. I'll be just friends with you until a, April. I just need me a pimento cheese, man. Just, <laughs> just, let, me, just, let, me, just let me get some. <laughs> oh, that's, that's fantastic. But All right. So now that we've lollygagged for God knows how long, we're going to chat a little today about New Year's resolutions because it is – that time although i guess we're a couple weeks into january now but this is the time of year where everyone gets all hunky-dory about 
I'm going to change my life. I'm going to get stronger. I'm going to lose some weight. I'm going to get disciplined. I'm going to blah, 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 blah. You know, it's, it's that time of year, which there's nothing wrong with that. I have, I have no issue with uh, New Year's resolutions by any means, but we're going to talk a little bit about how to optimize them, what they should look like, what's realistic, and also how that pertains to golf performance as a whole. You know, a lot of people are like, well, I want to practice more. You know, even this last week, I've had a bunch of phone calls with clients and potential clients just about, you know, this is what I'd really like to do. And I'm excited about this. And, you know, that's it's great and well. Um, but we're going to talk a little bit about kind of what we what we think about that um, and what what really matters. So point one that I'm going to kind of throw at Tim and let him elaborate on is that the biggest mistake people make with January ideas, you know, where they want to be, all these resolutions, is that they think motivation is going to be enough to get them through. They think, well, I'm, I'm motivated now. I really want this. I want to lose weight. I want to hit the ball further. I want to get stronger. I want to stop these injuries. And they're motivated because it's that time of the year. You know, they just had Christmas. They've been eating crazy. They've been drinking. They're like, yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm motivated to do it. And the first thing I tell people when they get jacked up is that your motivation is fantastic. And I'm glad you have it. But it will wax and wane. The one thing that you should focus on in the beginning of this year is discipline and being consistent. Even if you don't want to be there, how, how disciplined can you be? So... Tim, in your mind, how are you applying that with people that you're working with right now? Because it's a hard thing to do. It is hard to be disciplined. It's hard to be consistent. You know, what are the ways in which you're kind of encouraging people with these resolutions that that is our aim as opposed to just, I'm so jacked up to do this. Let's go hit bombs. Uh, yeah. I don't want to wake up. Yeah, we're kind of in that burnout period, right? Where we're like the yeah. second week of January. So a lot of people hit it hard for like, two weeks, three weeks, and then, yeah. you know, next week or going into February, it's like you just fade out and, it, and the momentum fizzles. Um, <laughs> so that, yeah, the big thing I talk about is what are our, we always set three month goals first with all, all my clients. So any new person coming in right now is setting a three month goal to be achieved by, you know, the end, end of March or into April. Right, right, right. And I think that, that the biggest thing that does is, just creates that framework of like, all right, we've got three months that we're going to work on something. It's not the, we're going to lose uh, 10 pounds in two weeks. It's not the, you're going to hit the ball 20 yards further in three weeks. It kind of gets your mind in that, in that, in that frame that, all right, this is going to take a little time. Like we're going to put in some work here and then we're going to, we're going to see the payoff later on. Yeah. I mean, that's point the point one of that is the fact that there's something achievable that's not immediate. You know, it's delayed gratification, which is, and I guess we're probably going to preach this through most of this podcast is the fact that uh, he just made the good point that most people right now are hitting that burnout phase where they've had like maybe a week or two of showing up, working out. They tried to get up early, set their alarm. They did a lot of stuff. And now they're kind of like, I wouldn't mind sleeping in this morning or, eh, you know, I just got back late from work and I got stuff to do and you kind of hit that plateau, but knowing that you have something that you are accountable to in three months, those three month goals is one way that we're trying to keep you on the straight and narrow. 
And the only way that you achieve whatever that goal is, let's say it's club head speed. You know, I'm at 98 miles an hour right now. I'd really love to get to like 102. Okay, that's fine. How do we get to 102? What's that look like? A, you've got to show up every week. You have to be consistent. And I've, I've found that actually keeping those at the forefront of every conversation every week helps. Like when I'm doing a weekly check-in with a client, I'm talking about, hey, did we do what we needed to do this week to achieve that 102? Right? Or did we not? Did we fall short? And what do we need to do to fix that in the coming week? You know, I've, I've found that those weekly check-ins tend to be really helpful. So if you don't have somebody right now who's keeping track of your goals or helping you keep track of your goals, even if it's a spouse, maybe mm -hmm. it's your spouse, it's your kids, it's a playing partner, uh, one of your guys in your foursome or one of your ladies in your foursome, <clears throat> have somebody who's like, hey, are you are you sticking with what you're supposed to be doing? Are you going to the gym? Have you been, you know, you set this goal out. Are you just okay with like letting it flush down the toilet? Yeah. And it's, it, that stuff does happen, right? Like life gets busy, you get stuck at work late or you have to go to a, you know, work dinner or something like that. And people miss workouts. We, we all do it. It's all about making sure that one missed workout doesn't become eight. And then you're three weeks out and you're like, oh man, the wheels kind of fell off of this one. That, that accountability person is so key. And like you mentioned, it can be anyone. It can be your trainer. It can be your spouse. It can be your gym partner who's just, you know, a guy you've met in the gym and you guys have become friends. But that that having someone to A, share share in the wins when you do get when you do get in the gym and you do complete those workouts. And then people that are gonna hold you accountable and say, Hey dude, I thought, you know, I thought this was something you were trying to trying to accomplish. Yeah, that's a hundred percent the hey. truth. And, I, you know, for me, when it comes to especially people right now that end up they get into these resolutions and they're people that have always done the up and down, like they'll commit to something and then they go away. They commit to something and go away. And arguably, that's most people. Right? Most people do something for a while. It's like the same people that were like, hey, I paleoed for 30 days right. and, you know, I did all of that and I did whole 30 or whatever. And then I got off of it and then I gained some weight back and you know, it's always that up and down. And I always ask people that like, Hey, in your life. And I think anyone listening to this, if you've made resolutions, ask yourself, have I made commitments and then kind of, excuse me, gone away from them. And why did I go away from them and try to be specific? Like, Oh, well, you know, we had another baby or, Oh, I got a different job at work or, you know, I just, I got kind of lazy or it wasn't that important to me. Cause one of the things people do is they set resolutions. They think are important to them because everybody yeah. else tells them they are like, I mean, I get that all the time. People are always like, well, you know, I'd like to increase my club head speed. I was like, well, do you want to hit the ball a lot further? And they're like, well, kind of like, so if you don't want to hit the ball a bunch further, if that's not important to you, why are we doing it? Same thing that you've always talked about with flexibility. Like, well, do you like stretching? Not really. Okay, well, then maybe we're going to do some other things that are just as helpful and will improve your flexibility, but they don't look like sitting there and touching your toes for 30 minutes. You know, it's finding, make sure that whatever you're picking, you care about, actually care about, right? It's something that you, you want to improve as opposed to, oh, well, everybody on the tour is doing this, so I have to do that. Well, you have right. to do that if you like it. Right. No, I want to emphasize that point heavily because it's, 
we, you know, we all set goals in some facet, whether you write them down or you just have them, you know, in your head or you use your phone, whatever. But that why is always important. Like the, the what is important, right? I want to lose 20 pounds or I want to hit the ball 10 yards further or whatever, whatever your goal is. But the why is really what keeps you, keeps you oriented on that goal, right? Keeps the target right in focus. And if you, if you just want to lose 20 pounds because your doctor said you should, or because your wife thinks you need to lose some weight or, you know, whatever it is, it's that motivation is going to, going to wane pretty quickly. Whereas if it's, you know, I, I want to lose 20 pounds because I want to, you know, I don't want to be the fat guy in my group anymore, or I want to be able to tuck my shirt in on the golf course and feel good about it or, you know, what, whatever the reason may be. Yeah. It's just, and it's, it's impossible for even trainer, you know, coaches like Tim and I, I can't know intrinsically what you want. If no. you tell me you want to hit the ball further, I'm going to go, all right, cool. Let's do, unless, do I it. Know, unless I know you intimately, there's yeah. no way for me to really know what you want. You know, you can tease things out here and there, but that's something that you have to reflect on individually is a, are your goals something you really want? And then to, to, I mean, if we really want to talk, let's talk, you know, what, why, and how being that last part. So what do you want you know, to Tim's point? I want to lose weight. Okay. Why? You know, I'm really tired that I'm exhausted when I play with my kids at night. I, I just, that, that kills me. Or I'm, it makes me upset that I can't walk nine or 18 holes without feeling like someone beat me with a baseball bat. I don't like that feeling. I want to play golf for a long time, but I'm exhausted. Okay, fine. How are we going to do that? The how is not conceptually hard but being people getting people to be consistent with it for for me it's consistency and discipline if you don't have those two things you can't achieve anything that is beyond mediocre absolutely in my mind you have to show up and you know if it's at the same time every week maybe it is maybe it isn't i like to be flexible with people like i've got a guy right now who's a you know ceo of several companies and some faster than other. He just, I feel like his hands are in everything. There are some days where he's like, Hey, I wanted to work out at noon, but I've got two calls I've got to make. I'm like, okay, when are we going to make up that workout? Not will we make up the workout, but when, mm-hmm. and having that idea that if I say we have five workouts in a week to get, and sometimes that can be better for certain people. Like if you're one of those people, it's like, I have to work out Monday and Thursday at 10 AM. Well, what happens if something pops up? Ideally, yeah, let's keep you on the straight and narrow. But I always like to preach it to people like, you owe me five workouts this week. When you do them is when you do them. You got to do them five days in a row? Hey, you got to do them five days in a row. If you get a little break there, a little break here, it is what it is. But I, I want there to be like a weekly goal sometimes. And And for those of you listening, sometimes that can be a nice little thing. Like if we're using the you know physical activity guidelines. You need 100, at least 150 minutes of aerobic activity a week, right? At the very bare minimum. If you hit that in a week, I'm happy. Even if you happen to do it at 150 minutes in a row, again, that's not ideal. But as long as you hit that number, we can check that box for the week. Mm -hmm. It's just consistency there. That's it. It's really, that's really what it comes down to. So I'm curious, what do you have any thoughts as far as how, you help people develop, develop that consistency or how do you help people develop that consistency? So for me, this is, uh, this is twofold. A, you do have to get a feel for the person's personality. Totally. 
I think that we, I think we discount that too much as coaches. Um, uh, Bartholomew's book there, Conscious Coaching, I think does an excellent job of, of delineating the different kinds of athletes that you can deal with and people you can deal You know, you've got these leaders, you've got the loud, you've got the quiet, you've got the statistical people, you've got the field people. In golf, we can see that all the time. You've got like these DeChambos who are like number, 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 number. And then the Tigers of the world who are like, I just feel it out. Right. Exactly. You know, not that they don't use similar things, but they just have different personalities. And so I think for every client I have, I may approach it differently based on what I know makes them tick. But really, to me, the biggest thing is that I exist in their lives. Not that I'm the reason they're succeeding, but I'm that accountability coach. Yeah, you know, you're I that angel the on the angel on the shoulder, and devil for that and matter, devil. yeah, or devil's yeah. advocate. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, I'm there being like, "Hey, this is what you should do," and the other one's like, "Hey, but if you don't do this, mm, oh, you could sleep in right now. You could do this, and whatever it ends up being." But uh, to me, that's the number one thing. You know, the way that I get people to be consistent is that. I'm there. I'm checking in. Hey, how are we doing? What's going on? And the, the minute people stop responding to me is the minute I know they're done. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know this, like if you've got a client that you're coaching remotely and you've sent them like, Hey, love to set up a phone call. You know, these are my times available. What works for you? How are we doing? What's your golf game like? And it's just crickets. crickets yeah. I'm like, okay, this person's out. Right. Are there, um, they're, I don't know what the reasoning is because I literally can't speak to them. I can't get a hold of them. I mean, I've had people do that in person and remotely. They just stop showing up. Yeah. And no, I usually. And you, no, and you have to ahead. show up. Yeah. They ha you have to show up if you're trying to make change. So. Right. And so to me, that's, you know, as much as we try to do for people where we're like, hey, I'm going to be here. You're accountable to me. Sometimes people are just like, ah, I'm just I'm just going to flake. And I can't fix that. I can't. You know, I, I can do everything I can. I can only meet you halfway. I can't carry you to the water or the promised land for that matter. I can show you how to get there. That's our, you know, we're travel guides. I say that right. to patients and clients all the time. My job is to show you how to get up the mountain and we're going to deal with injuries and we're going to deal with all these other speed bumps and I'm going to detour you and we're going to figure out how to get there. And then when we get there, there's going to be another mountain that we have to climb and we're going to be constantly finding ways. To, and those mountains are your goals. You know, think right. of all these mountains, you know, I want a club head speed at 102. Okay. I'm going to show you how to get there, but you've got to be the one who gets there. You got to walk with me. You got to right. hike. Right. So for people that are really looking for that, that's what coaches are good at, or that's what good coaches are good at is yeah. keeping you holding your feet to the fire saying, Hey, this is what you want. And I'm here to you know, I was just telling a, someone the other day, and I liked the example. Think of me like a recipe book. You're the baker. I'm going to give you exactly what to do. This much sugar, this much flour, this much butter, extra butter. When you're done with that, add a little bit more butter, little chocolate <laughs> chip, whatever it ends up being. My job is to provide that to you and encourage you, but you have to make it. You have to create it, right? Otherwise, right. it never happens. I can't hand you better club head speed. I can't hand you better mobility, but I can give you the tools and coach you and be there and sit in your corner and be your rah-rah guy if you need it to create those things. So for me, being their accountability person makes a huge difference. Yeah. I, I like that analogy because even like you give the same recipe to different people to make the same cake and you're going to get eight different cakes, right? Yeah. 
you know, they're going to all taste a little different, look a little different, rise higher, be a little flatter. Uh, uh, same thing with people, right? We talked about genetics a couple weeks ago. Like it, it's, yeah. the, it's the same thing. You could do the same workout and two people get drastically different results. So yeah. it's, it's more about putting in the work and then the results come as a result of that work. hundred percent. Oh, of course. And then that, and the other key PR to that, that I, that I think people miss one of the other perks of having someone who's coaching you is that that's going to change as time goes on because people's lives change. Injuries happen. Babies come. Marriages happen. Work's changing. Those things are going to be all over the place because that's just life. When you have someone who is that consistent voice in your golf and fitness world, in your health world for that matter, that doesn't have to fluctuate so much. So if you're like, hey, I'm going to be out of town for two weeks. I've got a business conference. I'm going to be gone. There's a hotel gym. What do I do? As opposed to that being a two-week break or you just do some random crap that doesn't really do anything, right. that part of your life is structured. So instead of you worrying about what I'm going to do, you don't have to. You just have to show up. As long yep. as you show up, it's there. It's ready for you. You can you can just attack it, be done with it. And you're like, all right, well, that was that was easy. Yeah, I think that's the biggest mistake I see in people getting in the gym, whether they're just starting out or they've been, you know, they've done it before. They don't have a plan, right? You walk in, walk into the gym and just stare at the machines and stare at the weights is like a recipe for disaster. Yeah. And it's not your own. It's not it's not your fault for not knowing what to do or what to use or how to organize it, because that's why we study it for years and years and years and you know, learn about the best way to do these things so that we can give you that plan. You, t you tell us the goals, where you want to get to, how we can help you get there. We, we decide that together. And then you just walk in and you check the boxes, you do everything as you should and you move on with the rest of your day. There's no extra thought energy. It's just do the things. Yeah. And to that end, I, uh, it's not much of a tangent, but having skin in that game, matters like i know you made a post yeah. a couple weeks back about like for a hundred dollars you can't get anything yeah like if you if you buy some program like it's just not it's not designed for you and you're not committed to it like everyone's always looking for like the cheapest thing right or the yeah the free thing they can use and, on thing. their own i want a free two-week program that i'll just do for the rest of time right and to me when people feel that way like uh, my immediate thought is, okay, that's kind of a terminated position. I'm like, yeah. they don't actually want the things they're talking about. They just want to talk about them. The people that are willing to put an investment into it. And matter of fact, let's, let's do it like this. I hate doing like an hourly wage thing, but your average trainer in the country, just a personal trainer, right? Anywhere between 60 to a hundred dollars an hour. Right. Okay. Yeah. So if you go to the gym and you have no direction. You're just kind of there playing with things. You're not really doing a whole lot. You're not sweating very hard, whatever. And say you go to the gym three days a week, three hours a week, right? And you do that for four weeks, right? That's 12, 12 hours or whatever, okay? But you didn't really make any progress. You have essentially, I'm going to say wasted 12 hours of time. Mm -hmm. Sure. You know, Or at least not optimized you've mediocre mediocrely mediocrely that's a new word i like it mediocrely i like it mediocrely it's such <laughs> a fun word it is fun mediocrely you have mediocrely 
done 12 workouts. Right. Right. And so whatever your time is worth to you. And again, I don't like that time for money thing because I think that's a garbage mentality, but most people function in an hourly wage mentality. So think about what your hourly wage would be. So say you wasted, I say, I don't want to say wasted because going to the gym is better than not going to the gym. Right. But you've got to optimize your time in the gym and you could have paid a trainer 60 bucks for 12 sessions or for whatever it ends up being. And you look at that and you're like, that's not costing you anything to optimize your health. Like people are willing to spend ungodly amounts of money on garbage that yeah. does them no good. I and mean, you've just is, wasted time. Right. What is, what does it cost? You know, if you're, you know, if your goal is to be able to walk around Disney for three days with your family without your back hurting and, and without feeling just totally drained, what does that cost you? Is that worth 3000 bucks? Is it worth 50 bucks? Because if you're just going into the gym and, and wait, you know, wasting those 12 hours, right, right, right. you're essentially saying that means nothing to you. That's worth nothing. Right. Oh, I, honest you know? to goodness, I think it's because people like to say it because they think they need to say it. I would much rather people were like, this just isn't worth it to me. I've actually got a guy right now. I love him. It's a funny bastard, big Southern guy who's just like, I just don't give shit about doing that. Yeah. I'm happy with how I am. I don't, I like to drink. I like to eat. I'll play golf. When I can't play golf, I won't play golf. I'm like, All high right. five to you, bro. Like, yeah. as long as you know what you like, hey, all the power to you. But he's not, you know, there's nothing worse than fake, like virtue or like right. fake virtue signaling. I'd much rather have, I say this a lot, I'd rather have an honest asshole than someone who's fake and trying to be virtuous. Like, 100%. give me the person who's honest. At least they know what they want, right? They're like, this isn't worth it for me. All right, cool. High five. Would you like to get some drinks? Let's get a cocktail and go play some golf. Exactly. The people that are like, you know, oh, I want to lose 20 pounds. Oh, that's good. Do you really want to lose 20 pounds? Do you know what it takes to lose 20 pounds? Should you lose 20 pounds? Yes. For your health and well-being. You should, like the guy that I was talking to, should he be working out? 100%. But that's his choice. Thank God for him. Right. I mean, it's all cost benefit analysis, right? Like the, yeah. the cost is the work that you have to put in. The benefit is whatever your goal is on the, on the other end. How, yeah. you know, if you don't pay anything, you, you can't reap any benefit, you know, no free yeah, lunch. And that payment isn't just money. Right. It's time. It's, it's dedication. It's showing up. It's maybe exactly. trying to get to bed a little bit earlier. Maybe it's having a few less cocktails a week. Right. Exactly. But we have, we have all the data. We know that by working out your mortality rate goes, you know, right down. You're mm -hmm. going to, I mean, you're going to live, you know, pending any unforeseen circumstances, you're going to live longer. You're going to be healthier. You're going to have less injuries, right? You're going to have a, a better possibility of living by just showing up and doing those simple workouts, taking care of yourself. But what's that worth to you? What's playing golf for an extra 10 years worth to you? Yeah. That's a fair question. I mean, I, I have asked that to someone before. I was like, what's it worth to you to actually be able to play golf again? Like people that have gave it up because they hurt. Like, what's yeah. it worth to you to to actually put in the effort to make that happen? And they're like, I'm, I mean, shoot, I'd sell my home to make that happen. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I mean, but you're not willing to spend X amount of dollars per month to to do that. And they're yeah. like, eh, when you put it that way. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. It it can be golf, it can just be life, but 
you've got to use your body to interact with the world around you, right? If you lose that, you lose that social interaction. Life just sucks. You know, if you feel crappy because your body is unhealthy and it doesn't feel good, if you're not seeing people on the regular and hanging out with friends and family, I mean, that just, that just sucks. That's a shitty life. So it is. And there's people willing to help you with that. A hundred percent. You've just got to be willing to, to help yourself a little bit. They'll push you. I mean, that's what you and I do. Yeah. And I love it. We, we just it. coach people like yeah. our, our job is to help people. And it's, it's awesome. But, you know, to your point, you've got to commit to that. And for me, I'm going to, I'll say morally to live a life of mediocrity to me is just so devastatingly sad. Like, it why is. would you just want to be ho-hum? Like you've been given this opportunity to live, to breathe, to be a part of the world. Lord willing, you're healthier than some people. Like, why, why waste that? Like, why? Like, I've got a lady now. I freaking love this lady. We're just about to start working together. And she's just like, I just, I want to be as good as I can be. I know I'm not what I once was, but how good can I be now for like the long haul? She's like, cause I don't, I don't, I don't want to look like these other people. Like, I don't want to be a 65 year old lady. Who's just like, meh. She's like, I want to like, I want to work at it. I don't care if it causes me some discomfort because I know I'm going to be sore and I'm going to have these things, but like, I want to optimize my life because when you look back, you're like, man, did I really waste all those years? Like, that's one of like the scariest regrets I never want to have is how much, like, obviously you're going to have regrets, but did I at least try to optimize my time? Right. I mean, that's an awesome outlook from that woman. Because she's badass, badass lady. Henry David Thoreau said, "Right, most men live lives of quiet desperation." I mean, there's there's nothing worse than that. It's just like slowly whittling away. You're desperate. You want to change, but you just don't do anything about it. It's like your your lady there just said, "No, screw that. I'm not going to just you know become frail and old and let the wind take me along." She's she's taking life head on. Awesome. Well, why be six feet under before you need to be? Yeah. Because no living that way is is living as if you're dead. Yeah. You know, there's there's no cause, there's no purpose, there's no you're just here. Yeah, if you're trapped in your house, that's just a bigger box, right? You're just on this side box. of the earth, but you're just in a bigger box. I mean I mean essentially all you're allowing is the government to tax you more. <laughs> and no one likes that. Nobody wants that crap. <laughs> But I, I think that wrap. I mean, I th- I think that explains kind of what we're what we're talking about here. We don't need to beat a dead horse, but it's just a. Yeah. It really comes down to: Do you really want it? And if you do, let's make it happen. Mm-hmm. And I'd I'd say the last point to make is that that this doesn't mean you know what all this talk about you know putting in the work and getting you know getting your getting the workouts done and everything like that. This doesn't mean you just go balls to the wall right? You don't just start day one and absolutely hammer yourself and wake up the next day and you can't even move. You can't get out of bed. You can't walk down the stairs because you're so damn, you're so sore, right? That's the way to, that's, that's the path to work out for a week, feel absolutely terrible and everything hurts. And then you don't do it for two weeks and then you're out of the cycle again. Yeah. Right. We got to start, find your entry point, whether you're starting new or restarting from before, we can't, you can't start where you were, right? You can only start where you are. Yeah. So I agree with that completely. I mean, the best workout is the one that doesn't kill you. 
mm-hmm. should be the one that is, it should be the bare minimum, like the minimum viable product. What's totally. the minimum viable program that allows you to make progress without harming recovery and making you loathe working out? You know, I mean, now I say that all to say there are some people who are like, I want to feel dead mm-hmm. at the gym. Like they thrive on that. And those are the kind of people you have to rein in. You're like, right. okay, I'm going to give you like one of those workouts a week where you might right. do like a Metcon or metabolic conditioning. That's like hardcore, like your CrossFit type yeah. folks that are like, just, just kill me. Yeah. Just gas it out. Just, yeah. Just, just totally gassed. And usually then I'm like, all right, jump on that assault bike five minutes as fast as your body can function. <laughs> you might make it a minute. And then the last four minutes is like, <laughs> yeah, you're getting what you want. <laughs> I had a dude the other day that did that. He got on there and he was like, I'm so massively out. Like he couldn't even talk to me at the end, like with full set. He was just like bending over. He's like, I'm, and he's a, he's a healthy dude, but five minutes on any kind of bike for distance. It's a great oh, test. Yeah. I love using that test. It's one of my favorites. It's especially a good conditioning the, test. Especially the assault bike. That's brutal. Assault bike or oh. rower. Rower is brutal too. That just crushes the soul. Hard part about the rower is that you got to teach people how to use it. You do. You do. Like people, like if you don't know how to actually, cause you'll see people that row and, for anyone listening oh. to this, if your heels are coming way up off the rower oh, yeah. and you're like bending at your knees first, like, no, 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 no. You're ask someone who knows what they're doing. Cause yeah. a, you're not optimizing the movement and B it's a giant waste of energy. Yeah. No, there is a way totally. to row like totally. rowing, like watch there's, the Olympic rowers. Like they don't look like you. No, there's clear technique. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's like the golf. It's like the it's golf. A hinge. Yeah. Right. Right. It's, it's, a it's essentially move. a deadlift of, of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. But, but anyways, so that's neither here nor there. Conditioning. Everybody needs it. Go get you some. Everyone needs it. That's it. Everybody needs it. What else? I feel like that that covers, what, again, without us beating a dead horse. So you need to be disciplined. Motivation is going to wax and wane. Set goals. Have someone that's going to hold you accountable to those goals. <clears throat> Remember that there's nothing such thing as perfect. Yep. You're not going to be perfect. You're going to have things that come up, come down, but you do have to show up every day to get up the mountain. You are the person who's got to bake the cake. You've got to hike the mountain. You've got to go to the watering hole, whatever other metaphor you would like to use. You have to do those things. You have to do it. You got to do the stuff. Yeah. You've got to do the stuff and understand that it's, it's a lifelong commitment. Like if you look at things, yes, we have three month goals, but they're, goals for a reason. They're not end goals. There is no end game when it comes to health and fitness. There is, where do we want to go? Are we taking the steps to get there? Are we meeting our intermittent goals on that direction? You know, I like to think of it as people call them like marathons, but they're full of little sprints. Totally. We're sprinting to get to this spot. We're not slowly getting there. No, I want to get that miles per hour on my club head speed. I want to get my mobility. I want to get my lipid profile under control right? I want to lose 15 pounds. It's a sprint to get there. And that sprint is consistency day in and day out. I love it. I think we end on that. America. America. <laughs> I did get a bottle of uh, my birthday in December. Somebody got me a bottle of America bourbon, or I don't know, maybe it's a blend. <laughs> I don't know. I've got it over there. It's one of my, one of my buddies got it for me. It's beautiful. It's got this giant bald Eagle, it's red, white, and blue. It's fabulous. That's fantastic. That sounds like a 4th of July, break it out and. Oh, for sure. Enjoy for sure. heavily. Yeah. 
that's that's a fact so anyways that's life liberty and the pursuit of bombs Ooh. <laughs> new slogan maybe copyrighted nobody touched that damn it <laughs> oh i might I, that might be golf strong incorporated life liberty and the pursuit of bombs oh it's pretty good i just hope we don't have any rats on the listening to this yeah there's no and if there no are rats. we'll know i'll i'll find your ip find address it. or something <laughs> make it work as always everybody if you need anything reach out to us oh <clears throat> tim and i have a new website yeah www.golfstrongusa.com golfstrongusa.com if you need anything go on there our emails are on there jackson at golfstrongusa.com tim at golfstrongusa.com we uh we're rolling we're cranking we're we're doing business if you need one of those accountability coaches we are here for you um that's that's really it but follow the socials get some notifications hit the bells and the subscriptions and all i don't know how that crap works on youtube all that jazz and uh go play some golf this weekend have some fun god bless and that's it get after it that's it (laughs) (laughs) all right y'all have a good weekend we'll talk to you peace